lovelies, I'm Jay Aquarensa and these are going to be the messages for Gemini. Okay, Gemini, you should see me on the screen pulling the cards right now. I'm going to get stuck straight into the reading. There is an outro at the end of this. Please stick around and listen to that. I talk about time, actually. There's a lot that comes up around time. You've got something around time as well, but you've got Saturn coming up in the present in your reading, but you'll see that in a moment when the cards come out. So the card I just showed you is Morgan Le Fay. And that is from The Mists of Avalon. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm trying to keep these as concise as possible. Um, again, because of time. Bloody time. But um, I will read you the beginning bit. So here's the key phrases for Morgan Le Fay. Fate, intuition, prophecy, magic. And it says, magic is within us all, in all incarnations on the planet, if one does seek to find it. And I do kind of love that. Now, consider that in the context of your seventh house transit, which Sagittarius is your seventh house. It's your opposite sign, right? So if magic is in all of us and others are a reflection of our own magic, right, then they, that's what it would show. It would show where we recognise our magic and where we don't. I was talking to someone. Um, I've had a lot of people react very differently to me um, because of the fact that I won't be doing personal readings anymore. And somebody was really honest and I loved it. And they were like, you know, I think I had a bit of a dramatic, uh, they were like, I think I had a bit of a dramatic reaction, Jay, in that, you know, they kind of panicked a little bit thinking, oh God, Jay's not going to be there. And I really kind of, they, they booked a reading with me and we, uh, we went through it. But I had thought this when I heard what the, the person had said about, you know, the reaction to me not being around. And I thought, you know, there must be something in me that I represent a part of them because then that's a part of you that's no longer there, right? And it, indeed, our charts were very different, similar. When I looked at our charts, they were very similar. Both of us had uh, or have Mars in Gemini as well. So consider that, that the magic that you see in others and what I would urge you to kind of consider around this, especially with the seventh house transit, with it being Gemini and Sagittarius, it happens still to me all the time. I can talk about, you know, oh, this is going on in my family or this is going on with my friends or this is going on with my clients, whatever. Right. But really, it's all a nice statement. And I know I've said that for years. And because I've said it for years, I think people stop hearing it sometimes. What is an I statement? It means even when I'm talking about other people, I'm not talking about other people. I'm talking about myself, right? But if I just kept talking to you about, well, I do this and I do that and I think this and I feel this and I whatever, it wouldn't really make sense to you at some point, right? And I, I do think, and I'll say this to Gemini because part of the axis of Gemini Sagittarius, there's a new way of speaking that's coming in. I have mentioned this in other places as well. And it's something that I, I think about um i'll just share I'm, i wasn't going to make this very long but i'll share it with you gemini because you're part of this your language right and you may find this in yourself if it's coming up and how you speak to others there are certain when i watch videos now with content creators it's very obvious when they're reading a script that's been written by chat gpt i don't know if that's obvious to you but i've spent a lot of i mean i spent over a year with chat gpt so i know i've never used it for scripts but you know, ramble on, as you know, people are like, use it for scripts, Jay, you ramble on. But yeah, I I know how ChatGPT writes. I, I know the style of, of how it conveys information. And you can see it sometimes in how people speak. 
And that had me thinking about how we're going to have a new way of speaking. There's going to be a new way of communicating with each other to represent or to kind of um, not exaggerate, but expand on, I guess, our humanity to make the point that we're human beings talking to each other. Uh, and I, I do think that I think I do think that's that will that's what will happen. So when we communicate, it doesn't always convey right uh, what we're really saying because we have the limitations of language, and you've got plenty of swords. You got the the king, well, what am I picking up off the floor? Maybe it's the king of swords that I'm picking up off the floor. Yes, it is. There we go, king of swords. Um, so you have a lot of swords. So it's always going to be about communication with you. Axis of the first house and. The, the seventh house and so I do want to share that I do want to share that did I read the rest of this no I was talking about um what we seek and and find in each other and that in that sense you know everywhere we look we find ourselves I say that again and again right but it is so true it is so true and recently I've had shifts in personal relationships and I'm saying this as the opposite end of you, right? So I'm a Sagittarius rising and I had that full moon that was in your sign. That was um, a different truth that came out in, in my relationships, having a full moon in my seventh house. But you've got a new moon coming up in your seventh house in Sagittarius. So that's a new story that begins in terms of relationships. And I hope that you use relationships to show you your magic right, to show you your magic. There are so many things that we're leaving behind. And hey, I don't know if it was just because I felt too arrogant or what. I never used to really talk about this. So I don't care now. If you watch the weekly, then you know, I don't really care about feeling uncomfortable about things. You know, it's par for the course to feel uncomfortable about saying certain things. But a lot of the healing practices that, and I've said this before, that people like me in the spiritual community have said, and I'm talking about cutting cords, I'm talking about cutting people out, I'm talking about, you know, who you allow access to you, your worth, all of that kind of stuff. You know, when it's done directly, when that is the goal, that I'm going to cut this person, I'm going to do that. That is all archaic and doesn't serve anymore. It doesn't serve in the direction that we're going in. It may take a few years for it to happen like usually I come up with stuff about three years before it becomes standard practice right but th that is the way we're heading I've been saying it for about a few years now so remember that in that if you're look if you're looking for magic your own magic you're not trying to find magic for other in other people you're not trying to um make excuses for other people you are dealing with what you find in others because whatever you find in others, it's it's you. You're finding yourself. You're finding your own magic there. Um, even when it's a lack of magic that you see in others, right? It shows you your own magic. So please remember that. I don't even remember if I read this message, but I'll read it. It says, destiny is not your fate. It can be changed. Let your feelings be your guide and trust your internal compass. There is infinite wisdom within you. You have all the tools you need to create the life you want. So that infinite wisdom within you, that is what you are discovering outside in the world. Everything shows you your wisdom, right? Now, again, I'm not doing the whole Dunning-Kruger thing where, you know, it's your, what is your own wisdom? <clears throat> your own wisdom is what you have experienced. Or what, so what you know about your experience and what you do with that, what you do with that is wisdom. Just knowing it is only knowledge. 
Now that's a bit of a, whoa, okay, magic, fate, what are we talking about here? But look at the, the animal card that you got, the wild unknown animal spirit card. You got tiger. And tiger is lunar force, ease in darkness, feminine energy. The tiger hunts at night, at one with the silence, fearing nothing. This card reminds us to take in the wild darkness, to allow the lunar forces to soothe and heal our spirits. Sensuality, receptivity and devotion are all heightened in the midnight hour. And the tiger takes advantage of these boons. Spend some time in silence this evening, drinking in the potent calm. There is nothing to fear in the stillness except the awakening of your own power. So, I mean, that's a theme. And I want you to think about that in terms of every single person that you meet in your life, right? Take this to heart. I'm going to say it again. So when you meet anyone in life, when you're dealing with anyone in life, there is nothing to fear in the stillness except the awakening of your own power. But the key phrase there is stillness. And now looking at the cards, you've got the five of swords here. Taurus got it in the same place. And you've got the five of wands here. That is not stillness. That is chaos. So order can only come out of chaos, right? That's a relationship. You can't have order without chaos. Um, and you, yeah, you can't have order without chaos. Bloody, I was thinking of um, saying the wrong thing. They're saying it the wrong way around. So when in balance, passionate, strong, sensual. When out of balance, overstimulated. To bring into balance, Tritaka or candle gazing. I have a, a Gemini friend out there. Hi, Yaz. Hi, sweetheart. We were talking about candles, actually. We had a long conversation about candles. She's been very sweet and gifted me candles in the past. So um, it's funny that the tiger, of course, the tiger comes up around that but yeah so I love Tritaka I think it's a beautiful way to meditate it's my favorite way to meditate and I've been doing it since I was like bloody nine years old nine or ten years old um but a lot of this no matter what it says you know on the surface it sounds good it's like yeah man I'm gonna be in the silence whatever this is gonna be about how you find yourself in in anything you have a relationship you have a relationship with everything right um, even when you say come to a reader like me and you ask a question the first job of a reader like me astrologer tarot reader is to help you to understand the relationship that you have with your desire and I think so many of us just skip that step we don't look at the relationship that we have with our desire and so we don't understand why we want something and what it means that we want this thing and then so we're not not likely to get it as well now what is it that you're that's coming up for you where well, you have the hierophant and you have the six of wands so this is how so i mean first and foremost the hierophant is the, the 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 prescribed path it's the path that's gotten you here it's the rules right it's um it's what's given us stability it's what we've had faith in and the six of wands is we're proud of that journey we're proud of what's gotten us here it's helped us, you know, you're having a moment where we can hold our heads up and say, yeah, you know, I did this. I followed the rules. I did whatever. But usually this comes up when there's a change happening. I always see the Hierophant as the shoulds. I should do this. I conformed to this set of rules. I conformed to the rules of this company, of this university, of this um, religious institution. It can be religion as well, right? And being a part of that, of following those rules is what's allowed you to hold your head up high to have integrity to show up as the conquering hero to be proud of yourself to be proud that 
you have conformed to this set of rules right and it could be beauty standards it could be relationship standards it could you know i've got the the perfect little detached house with 2.4 kids and the husband and the white picket fence like it can be that as well right it's whatever these rules are that we have that we can hold ourselves up high now but think about this think about what those cards were saying like finding yourself in the stillness um this is this is this is almost this is the opposite it's like i've been a good boy or girl so that i can hold my head up high right that i followed the rules i've been a, a, a good sikh or a good christian or you know i've i've done the zen buddhist thing and whatever that's why i'm someone now you're doing the opposite just saying <clears throat> let's see why how is that i mean that's how the world works and Gemini, if you haven't figured this out yet, because I have talked about, I mean, Scorpio season, we looked at the reading and the weekly came up for you as well. <coughs> Excuse me. Can't speak. Um, you guys are out there in the world. I did a reading for um, a Gemini rising this morning, actually, for a client. And yes, that your role in the world is changing. Who you are out there in the world, it's very much changing. Um and even what you know, how you express what you know, what you're out there to learn, what you're out there to explore, your philosophy on things, what you believe in, all of that is up for renewal and change. Why is that? Because you've got Pluto going into Aquarius next, what will happen in January, just after my birthday, actually. Um, but, you know, it will go in and that's going to that, that's your ninth house. Aquarius is your ninth house. And then you've got Saturn in your 10th house. So this is great expansion happening. And, and but it's not happening in the shadows. It's not like it's happening, you know, your opposite sign for Sag is kind of happening at home. Um, it's happening in a deeper place. And I, I'm, you know, I'm, I can speak as a Sagittarius rising that I would maybe prefer it happening out in the world for me. But that's why it's a challenge for us, right? It happens where we need it to happen. So you've got death here. And this is a, a long-standing transformation that you've been going through, Gemini. But you got it with the Five of Swords. So your relationship to conflict is changing. I want to say that as well. Or ambition. So, you know, if you're ambitious. I heard Andrew Huberman talking about this, actually. He was talking about scientists. Because, obviously, he's a, he's a neuroscientist. And he was talking about his faith in God. Such a beautiful clip to see. And it was so lovely hearing him talk about his faith and prayer and what he believes in and he said that because he's passionate about the field that he works in he always thought well every scientist is passionate about what they work in and he's, he realized that's not the case he realized that when he started working in these labs he met scientists who did not care he did they didn't care about the topic they didn't care about say biology or neuroscience or they didn't care about that that field was just a vehicle for their own ambition, right? For their own ambition. There was no passion there. So there is something around this that comes up for you. There's a change in your ambition. There's a change in your relationship with conflict as well. Now you might say, I ha I've, have, I've never had any ambition, Jay. That's about to change. Or I've always been really ambitious. That's about to change. Your relationship with it is about to change. Now, why do I say that? Because with death, what is it that's changing? The Nine of Cups. Your heart's desire, what you wish for, what you're grateful for. Um, 
I I think that I get a lot of ambition around this. Now that could be doesn't have to be career. Remember that I'm saying that because it's your tenth house and you got Saturn down there. This could be relationship ambitions. You know, if you've always wanted just a partner in crime, now you might want someone who's more stable and you're the one that goes out and does crazy things. You know, so your relationship with your wishes and desires is changing or has changed even. Your, it's, it's the action that you take from that now. Five of Swords. With the Six of Wands over here and the Five of Swords. The Queen of Wands is, it is how you're seen. The Queen of Wands is seen. She's a social butterfly. And... But the thing is, with the Queen of Wands, who who knows what she wants and she knows how to get it, but she may have always seen it as conflict, right? So say, for example, if I want to be the best tarot reader that I can be, Queen of Wands, right? And I want to do these readings. But I look at other people and I think, shit, no one else does readings like this. What the hell, right? And so that that registers as conflict, right? So if you think about that, so the or what else could the Queen of Wands be? She can be the actress... She can be the marketing person, the real estate agent. Like she's out there. She's seen, right? The Queen of Wands. But her role as the Queen of Wands, and it's Aries energy, is who she is, how she acts for things. With the Five of Swords there, it's always cut, right? People can see you as selfish or they can be jealous or see you as jealous or whatever. So for me, it would have been, if, if I'm using that example for me, which you guys know I have never done, right? So that's why I feel comfortable using that example, is I won't say that, hey guys, the Three of Swords means this for me. This is one of the first examples from YouTube bloody seven years ago. And because then it's like, oh shit, people are going to think I'm saying they're wrong or I don't want to get into a fight with other readers or I don't want to make other readers look bad or I don't want them to start coming after me for saying stuff. So I'm just not going to show it. I'm not going to show, you know, what makes me happy and what I desire. And then I'm not going to grow as a reader, right? That's that's ultimately what happens. This is in the past. So you've had this experience either in relationships or career or whatever. That's changing because you've got the Queen of Wands and she, her being herself is leading to conflict there. However, you have got the, <coughs> excuse me, the five of wands here. That's totally different. So another agent of chaos, except, see, just how you see things, you change your fate by this. If you see it as a fight, if you see it as winners and losers, you're not going to get engaged with that. Or you'll go in. I mean, there's a number of ways. Some of you might go in thinking, right, I'm competitive and I'm going to annihilate the competition. Right. Um, the five of Swords, I'm going to win. Or others are just because you just know you're going to lose. So you don't bother. Five of Wands, using my example of the reader, would go ahead and do the cards knowing that, hey, if I show that it's OK to use my own interpretations of the cards, then I invite other people to do the same. Five of Wands is Saturn in Leo, by the way. So I invite other people to do the same. And then we are all better. We all become better readers or we all become better whatevers. Now think about this, in a family situation, Five of Wands, if you start showing up and, and you know, illustrating or um, being an example of what you want out of those relationships, everyone improves by that. So the fight, that's a massive change. That's an embodiment. That's almost like a Queen of Wands and the Five of Swords merging into one. That your identity is not separate from what you do. Five of Wands. So to do that, and the Five of Wands is a challenge. Remember that. It's facing a challenge. And 
it makes sense that this would come up for Gemini in Sag season because this came up for me and I'm Sag, right? Uh, Sag rising in Gemini season, which is how do you challenge yourself? It means to leave behind even that which you love. I don't mean people. I don't mean jobs. I don't mean homes. I don't mean whatever. It's living beyond preference. That's what I call it. You might have heard me saying that since maybe even before Gemini season, but I've I've been saying that for quite a while now. Living beyond preference. Why is that? Well, it's your card coming up. It's the lovers. So you know there's more than one truth. You better than anyone know there's more than uh, one truth. You yourself know, five of swords, there doesn't have to be an argument. Right? And if my desires have changed or how I express that or how I go for that, how I show up from this energy, my relationship with my desires has changed, then why would it be an argument? Why wouldn't it just be me facing my own personal challenges? Like everywhere I look, I'm going to find myself. I'm going to get one more for this. So you got the lovers and the eight of cups. And the, by contrast, the eight of cups person doesn't love those eight cups, right? Oh, great. So it's the three of ones. Aries energy, more Aries energy. <clears throat> um, I want you to also see it this way. I mean, Aries is your 11th house. That's why I was paused there for a moment, where you belong and what you belong doing around all of this. With the eight of cups, this is the person who knows I've invested heavily in this. I've given so much to this, right? Eight of cups. But it's it doesn't do it for me anymore. It would just be settling. It's very empowering. It's knowing that the longer I keep giving my emotions to whatever that this eight cups is, even though even if you've done it in the past, you've invested emotion heavily emotionally into this, that's not the nine of cups. That's not the way to the nine of cups. And you know that with this. So the the lovers. And I've been saying this to everyone, as the as your season showed, is that the lovers are totally separate. They're different. And so when you go into relationships, you go out in the world, you realise you're different. You're not looking for people to maybe even understand you or whatever. It's you understand. We're totally different. But it's how we communicate with each other that counts. Now, I'm going to say, think back to Leo season. Um... Or, you know, when Venus was retrograde in Leo, which was over summer, something changed there for you around how you communicate, how you think of yourself, how you speak to other people. Like, I really very much get that. And so there is this kind of sense of with that three of ones coming up of, OK, I understand Like I'm going to have to take action that I'm going to challenge myself to take action because otherwise I can't expect anything more, like nothing more will come. I just have to, I'll just be settling unless I'm willing to turn in that direction and put my energy towards something, create in, in that direction um, over there. I think also with the Eight of Cups and Three of Wands, there's a sense here of, I'm not going to focus on that which doesn't matter to me, right, of why I'm settling, but to look towards, towards love. Remember the biggest... I mean, it's a Gemini card, so you guys get this, but the, the biggest illusion, and the lovers is an illusion, it's the illusion that there's a choice. We already know what we want. In our heart, our heart knows what we desire and what we love, right? But it's just that the mind comes up with all this other stuff of why we should, why we shouldn't, you know, our fear gets in the way, all of that. Now, this is where it gets very interesting. So with the seven of coins, this is, you know, what is worth your time and effort? That's a question that comes up. 
what is worth your time and effort in terms of work, in terms of relationships, in terms of whatever, but not, don't make it about the thing because the, the, about the thing, about the relationship, about the job, the seven of coins or the seven of pentacles, it's a beautiful card to get in a reading. Why? Because it very clearly says to you, look at your life right now, look at your life and your life is the result of the time, effort and energy that you've put into it. Now, the other cards that come up around it, they um they illustrate what effort, what what specifically, and we got the King of Swords with this. So what does the King of Swords say? It's how you've used your knowledge, how you've used what you know, what you've learned. Maybe you have a degree in something. Uh, maybe you've had loads of past relationships and you're an expert in relationships, you know, or whatever it may be. The King of Swords, it's your knowledge. It's what you have mastery in when it comes to your your thoughts, ideas and how you communicate, right? Now, but here's the thing. The King of Swords, he is socially responsible. So what does that mean? It means he's going to look around. He's going to look at what is the best um thing to say in this situation like he's considering everything and everyone in that that this is the best thing for everyone so he can remove his emotions when he does that so you might have been the person who says the right thing does the right thing thinks is the right thing being patient seven of pentacles is a card of patience because you're working towards your goals being realized right but there's this thing of eight of cups nine of cups of we cannot ignore how we feel we cannot ignore how we feel at that. Is this compassionate to the self? Yes, I might look like I know the answers. Yes, I might have mastery in this area. But is it getting me the results, results that I want? The world says, well, especially because it's coming up with the King of Swords, that your way of communicating, your way of, you know, th thinking even, it's changed. That it served you, and, and you might think it hasn't served you, but it served you for what you were doing before, but it's not serving you now. And think about where you're coming from this from, right? In that, yes, I had faith in this. Yes, this is, these are the rules. Yes, I've, I, I was good. I followed the rules. I did whatever, whether they were your rules or someone else's. But, and you've got, you've learned that. You've learned the system. You know, when that, that thing of like, learn the dance and then you have to learn the dance moves. You have to learn the rules of the dance first before you change the moves. You're ready to change the moves. Now, I love this because you've got the Seven of Pentacles here and you've got the Seven of Pentacles in the future. So here, if it's saying, you know, is it worth the time and effort or what is worth the time and effort based on the knowledge that you already have and knowing that with death here and the world here, there's a massive cycle that's ended for you. You don't want the same things. You don't feel the same way. You don't mind about showing up in the same way. Your relationship to conflict has changed. Like there's loads that has changed here. Loads of threads leading to this one place. If that's changed with the world and the Seven of Pentacles. So now if, if the Seven of Pentacles, is it worth the time and effort was always around. Okay, so I need to end this. It's not, if it's not worth the time and effort, I need to end this. Or I need to stop talking to this. Or I need to stop talking about this, right? That might have been what you did. That might be what you're, what you're going through right now with the world. However... That has changed. So when you ask yourself that question in the future, like what seven of pentacles is it? Or, you know, what is worth? I'm going to say, is it? What is worth? Let's not do a yes, no answer. Let's do a 
more nuanced and complex answer. What is worth the time and effort? It must be in the context of that takes me to my goals. Because you've set your goals here. You know what you want. You know what you'd like to expect from the world. So the seven of pentacles is, you know, what is worth my time and effort? What do I invest in? What am I nurturing and growing? It's the gardener, right? To get to move me forward, both my head and my heart. This is just the head. That's why no one's moving. We're just standing there seeing are these crops worth it or not? In fact, I think that's a good example. This seven of pentacles is, is it worth the time and effort? This seven of pentacles is what is worth the time and effort? The what being that moves me forward. Now, how do we move forward? Because you have the three of swords there. That three of swords is very much speaking about past wounds, regrets. Look, you've got a lot around relationships. Heartache, pain, loss. You know, where you were let down, where you were hurt, where you let yourself down. It doesn't have to be other people. You know, and this could be in, a, in childhood, as a teenager, in your 20s, or, you know, whatever. But with that two of cups here this is much more cohesive like we're not ending things we're not moving away from something we're not getting the final word this is about right so how can i do this in terms of finding common ground in being compassionate i mean that's pisces energy you got saturn in the, the in the spit it out jay you got saturn in in your 10th house in pisces and just so you know this eight of cups that is saturn in pisces that's what the Eight of Cups is, the transit that it connects to is the Eight of Cups. That's what you see. It's like, I like this card because you see that old man walking away, right? Very Saturnian. But it, you've gotten everything that you could out of it. That's what Saturn's saying here. It's here. You've done it the way that it needed to be done. There's no judgment on that. Now, it's it's like you're doing, you might be doing the same things. I want to make that clear as well. Same relationship, same whatever. But there is a switch, this is change of perspective that's coming up because the King of Swords is very aware of his social responsibility. But the Queen of Swords, is very, she realises her own story, right? She realises what she's been through and how much she's changed. The Three of Swords is all about triggers and I don't want to get hurt and, you know, I'm insecure, imposter syndrome, all of that kind of stuff that can come up with the Three of Swords. But remember this card about that magic that we see and you know no one's fated just to do one thing there's not the lovers the truth is multifaceted it's not just one way of looking at something and there's a real switch going on here like where there was a fight before now it's like this wonderful challenge where we all get better where you might have seen like oh this person sees me in this way is acting this way to me now you see where you can have common ground it's profound um, it's that feeling of, I've described this before, where you wake up and everything looks like, everything in the world looks like it's shifted one inch to the left, right? Imagine that happened. It's like, hang on a second, what's going on here? Like everything's just shifted one inch to the left. Hasn't changed, hasn't moved anywhere, but there's a, something difference there. I mean, it has moved, it's moved one inch. But look at this. So you've got the Four of Swords. Now the Four of Swords is saying, <clears throat> I'll say this, and we're going to come back to that Three of Swords in just a second. The Four of Swords is where we have healed that. We take a pause. We pause the mind. Yes, Gemini. We pause the mind with that Four of Swords. And it's actually Jupiter and Libra as a transit. Where we, we think, okay, I've healed myself. I've removed those three swords. I have a new truth, the Ace of Swords. That means I have a new way of communicating. I have a new way of thinking. I have something new that comes up here. But I just wanted to take a break first. I want to take a pause to consider this. And 
if that that comes up first right that's your advice for the present that's the future then that changes the three of swords in the future because you've already healed those three swords so when those triggers come up again and you see them in someone else that is an opportunity for you to connect with the lovers and the two of cups this could be massive relationship season for you guys are just going to say right um or you know a, a trans or not even a season this could be going forward that something changes for you permanently around relationships and how you relate to people even people that trigger you or hurt you that you're able to see a wound in them because you've healed that wound in yourself now you think okay i can see i can see why you're doing that i could see why you might be judging me and it's not kind of like a you feeling sorry for someone or you know that spiritual thing that people do of that i know better than you or i can see your shadow and you need to go do like you know that it's not, it's not even that it's true connection it's true this emotional support and in seeing that in them you see your that in your, you see yourself in that and it's really beautiful and it's supportive now think about this your own rules or the rules that you have in place like, i don't say this i don't do this you know whatever those rules are you don't need them to be proud of yourself because you have your way of connecting with other people in the moment connecting to through pain connecting through where you want to go connecting through you know understanding that i'm giving time effort and energy to this you know what is worth my time effort and energy there's a different way i mean this is less structured i will say that it comes from a more emotional place you recognize that it's both of us two people when they bring their emotions like people don't make us feel something but we also don't make other people feel stuff it was Gabor Mate who said you know he he said I'm responsible for everything that I say I'm responsible for that but other people are responsible for how they hear it right and and that's not to say that in a kind of smug kind of well screw you you misunderstood like tough shit it's it's as back and forth and it's an infinite awareness like it can go on and on forever right you say something because of who you are the other person hears it because of who they are you interpret the way that they've heard it because of who you are right and so you respond to that but and this goes on and on and on and on and that's how it is but we don't have to complicate it at a core level we have the same emotions we may not think the same way we may not agree on the same ideas we may not have the same truths but our emotions are the same we just don't feel them about the same things right you know the person that i love you may not like but you understand loving someone and i understand disliking someone or not getting on with someone so we have that understanding at a core level but i want to be clear it is the wound that you have healed that allows you to do this to connect and to support in a different way and look at this i mean this is all about support two of cups three of cups that you're, there's a, a bigger comfort level in sharing how you feel with other people, in, in supporting others and holding space for how other people show up and how you show up, saying how you feel. We have the Queen of Swords. The Queen of Swords is fearless. The Queen of Swords is absolutely fearless. Why? Because she's been through too much and nothing has taken her down. She's been through the worst. She has been through the worst of the worst of the worst. It's not like she's you know, happy and dandy and everything's just amazing for her. It's all been awful for her. But I'm not saying everything's been awful for you, but that's the difference. King of Swords is 
ultra aware of his surroundings. Queen of Swords isn't. Queen of Swords is aware of that. It doesn't matter. Like, you know, I can go into the, my loved ones, to a community, to meet other people. And I'm able to support other people showing up the way they want to support, uh, in how they show up, by showing up the way that I am. I have a story and other people have a story. There's a massive dynamic here that shifts for you and other people. Massively shifts. And it may be around something that you've desired. Like maybe you've wanted to show up more or to be more social or, you know, whatever this may be. And I know I'm saying this to Gemini and Gemini is considered quite social as well. I get it. But there's a difference between being queen of one social and being two of cups or three of cups social. There's much more intimate, right? Emotional intimacy. I want to say this. I'm going to say, read you that line again from the tiger. Remember, there is nothing to fear in the stillness except the awakening of your own power. And what is your own power, right? And it's the tiger that, that we have here for that passion. We find passion, we find excitement, rather than just seeing friction and conflict and what we're going to have to explain and how we're going to have to do this, right? This is a real kind of un emotional understanding of other people and ourselves. But really take that to heart. Everywhere we look, we find ourselves. And especially with that Morgan Le Fay card, the fate isn't written. Like, you know, whatever cycles we've been in, or there might be fate, but how we interact with it, that is what makes our destiny, how we interact with it. And when we start interacting from a much more compassionate space where we can hold space for others, and we're only able to do that because we can do that for ourselves, right? Then everything changes. I'm going to get one more for that. Oh God, yours got a bit long, but all right. There we go. Yeah, see, emotional security. We've got this King of Cups coming up. Um, that is emotional awareness. This is emotional intelligence that comes up for you guys. And that's a big deal. You can have intelligence, intelligence, intellect, ideas, communication style, but the ability to connect at a much deeper level it kind of frees you up, it liberates you to go forward and have different kinds of relationships. And that thus, you know, because it's the seventh house, that's all kinds of relationships. You have a relationship with everything. But you're coming at it from a different angle, not just following a, an arbitrary kind of set of rules or like some higher authority of this book says you have to do this or this religion says you have to do this. No, this is finding a path between the two of you, like whether it's a colleague, a, a boss, a lover, a family member, whatever it is, the general public, if you're doing videos like this, it's much more compassionate because you have more compassion for yourself. I hope that makes sense. But there you go, Gemini. Those were your messages. I'm going to hand you over to me and the outro right now. Hello, lovely people. Before you leave, I just have a couple of messages that I want to share with you. First and foremost, you only have this week until the 9th of December. So if you're watching this after the 9th of December, sorry, that ship has sailed. Um, this is the last week that you can book a personal reading with me. My calendar, you, you won't find any slots available for this week because I'm fully booked. But my calendar is open until the 19th. So if you think you might want a reading at the beginning of next year, you know, for the kind of road ahead, I've got this kind of 12 week reading that's been really popular. And that is up at like a ridiculously low price. And there's a 10% discount in the, the description. Um, you can do that. You can use that for, for this week. But I'll be taking no more bookings. I physically won't be able to take any more bookings after the 9th of December. So make sure that you do that this week. 
So there's that first and foremost. Secondly, I want to say this. So I don't usually do this, right? The Discord community, you usually have to send a message via my website. It's a bit of a screening um, process. But I mean, what kind of people watch my videos? It's not like it's YouTube and I've got you know tens of thousands of strangers watching my videos. So I want to say this. If you've thought about joining the Discord community server and you haven't done so yet and, you know, it's there is a link in the description of this video or this podcast wherever you're listening to this where you can click it you know create a, a discord account you know with your username you can have your username as whatever you want and if you know hey have it as the comment on the video if you want if um then i can spot you and i know who you are but you're welcome to come and join the discord community server that link is only going to be functional and working until the end of december from January, we're going to go back to the old system. So let's see um, who joins. One of the things about having done this for so long, having been parts of communities for even longer than that, is there are cycles. I've, I've seen it in the when people approach. Like, there's a, a whole group of people. They'll tell you, oh, I found you in 2016. I found you in 2017. And always around the same time. So these waves, I've seen that. And I do think that, you know, as whenever I make changes, a new wave of people come in and I've seen it on the Discord server. Like it's been a bit quiet lately, which isn't a bad thing. I, I, hey, I'm a big believer in ebbs and flows, right? So please don't feel like, you know, that you're, I'm going to be new and everyone kind of knows each other and does whatever. You may be just the breath of fresh air that that community needs. You may be the new blood that is needed to take the community in a new direction communities aren't anything in and of themselves like a relationship isn't anything in and of itself it is what its members so the people in the relationship or the people in that community they it it is what people make it think about that consider that you know there's a lot around being authentic and showing up and listening for truth and all that if you watch the weekly that you know that's a perfect place for you to do it so like i said link in the description if you would like to do that it's one hell of an end to the year. And I know I, you know, I'm recording this on the 3rd of December. Like, you know, the sun's more than a third of the way through Sagittarius. And as I'm probably said at the beginning, I haven't done any of the readings yet, but as I probably will say at the beginning of this, that, you know, it's they're just, these are messages for the science because I, I do feel there are messages for the science. I have no problem saying, oh God, I'm not doing readings this, this month. Uh, but I know I can feel it when there's messages and when there aren't. And there are messages. So I'm going to share them. Please don't get too caught up on if they're like, are they Sagittarius season messages? Are they December messages? Are they timeless messages? They can be whatever the hell you want them to be, right? But they are messages that that I have for you. Um, So hopefully, you've obviously just watched one if you're listening to this. Um, I hope it resonates. What I've tried to do, and I'll explain this at the beginning of the Sagittarius. I'll go into it in the beginning of the Sagittarius message, because that's the one that everyone needs to watch. If you only watch one, which is too late now, but um, watch the Sag one. I I don't know how long this video turned out to be, but I literally sat and prayed to Jupiter saying, please, you know, Daddy Jupiter, please. (laughs) Like, can you try to make these as succinct as possible? Give me the core message that I can deliver to people because I, I I don't have the time, right? And that's Saturn in Pisces. Saturn having on direct in Pisces. There's a lot around time that's coming up. I've seen time management coming up in readings. I've seen how we use our time. The sense of time. Time rushing by. I don't have enough time. You know, all of these things. I've, and ex- I've experienced it in my own physical reality. And I think that's going to get heightened. 
I think if you've been kind of lost in time a little bit, you don't know where the time is going or you don't have enough time or what the hell's going on or too much time, I think Capricorn season is going to address that. That's just a sense that I've purely channeled message there. Uh, but obviously, when it's, when it's anything to do with time, it's Capricorn and thus Saturn as well. Aquarius too, but the kind of time that Aquarius is dealing with is the future, right? That's why I would say the ancient future when it comes to Aquarius. So we've got these kind of things with time coming up. So that's what I'm saying. Don't get too caught up about what kind of time frame this is for. Use it for whenever you need it for. And hopefully what I managed to deliver was the core message in this. Right. I am going to, I'm not even going to make plans. Let's just leave it here. I'm going to see you when I see you. I love you guys so very much. I'm already getting that kind of end of year feeling, end of an era feeling as well, I guess, with the personal readings ending. And I just want to say thank you so much to everyone who joined Aquarian Insight this year. If you found me and sent a message, or if you haven't sent a message, you've been quietly watching the videos. Thank you to everyone who has been here from day dot. And, you know, um, you've just been by my side the whole way. For those of you that kind of disappeared for a bit and came back, you know, and you kind of said, hey, it's me. I recognize you guys. And some of you are surprised that I remember you. Uh, I do remember I, I, sometimes I do remember people it's shocking to me as well that how if I how much I remember about people which means you obviously made an impression on me so thank you to those of you as well I love you guys it's been quite the year I'm, I'm probably going to do talks and stuff talking about this more but I just felt led to say this here and yeah please do not forget to like share and subscribe it really helps, guys. I mean, that's one of the easiest ways, the freest ways that you can support the work that I do. If you like, share, subscribe, leave me a comment on the video, even if it's just an emoji, right? If you leave a comment, it all helps. Also, please, everyone, hold in your hearts, hold, send out a prayer, send out some thanks um, to those people that make donations because they are literally running this Aquarian Insight machine. I may show up and do the readings, but they are the ones that allow that to happen. So please send out your gratitude and your love. If you love anything that I do, those are the people to thank. Those are the people that stand at my back and allow me to do this. So thank you to everyone who makes a donation to the channel. There is information in the description as always on if you would like to make a donation i think there's there should be a link to stripe and to paypal there you go that's all i have to say i love you guys i'll see you next time but that's all for now goodbye